Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. And welcome to an all-new edition, an August 4th edition, Tuesday, of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez, presented by Penn Medicine, the official health system of the Philadelphia Flyers and Wells Fargo Center. Here's what's coming up on this episode. We'll take a look at the NHL scoreboard from last night in the National Hockey League. Some intriguing matchups as the uh, games continue. So much hockey from noon until late night. It's beautiful. Uh, also in this episode, you'll get a chance to hear my conversation with Flyers defenseman. He made his playoff debut on Sunday against the Boston Bruins, and he scored a goal in his debut. Boy, he's, has he been playing well in that pairing along with Travis Sanheim. Phil Myers will join Flyers Daily. Also going to hear post-practice sound from Sean Couturier in this episode as well. Before we get to any of the business here, let me tell you also that uh, later on this afternoon, another all-brand-new episode of Flyers Fix will come out. Brian Smith and I will be along uh, breaking everything down in the NHL and the Flyers. Uh, also going to have on that episode coming out a little later this morning, Elaine Vigneault, the Flyers bench boss, will join me for an exclusive one-on-one conversation. And also, Flyers CEO and President Dave Scott will join me with a one-on-one conversation as well. So Elaine Vigneault and Dave Scott coming up on an all-brand-new episode of Flyers Fix later this afternoon. Let's take a look at the NHL scoreboard as the games continue. Another really busy day in the National Hockey League as the best-of-five play-in round continues. Also, some more of the round-robin games uh, were taking place on Monday. We start in Toronto where the Hurricanes now beat the Rangers in Game 1, and they beat the Rangers in Game 2. Score was 4-1 to one in Game 2. So now the Rangers on the brink just that quickly. All this preparation, Phase 2, uh, voluntary training camp or voluntary skates phase three mandatory training camp two weeks and then a week in the hub city and now just like that in the blink of an eye in three days the rangers on the are on the brink of packing their bags and heading home from toronto if the canes can complete the sweep we'll find out shvechnikov with the hat trick for carolina and boy do they look good sebastian ajo as well three assists in the game and they're, go- they're getting good goaltending, too. Peter Morozik, 23 saves, giving up just the one goal for the Canes. The Winnipeg Jets bounced back without Mark Shifley, without Patrick Laine, and got a big, big game out of uh, Connor Hellebuck, and they end up evening that best-of-five play-in series in the Western Conference with a 3-2 win over the Calgary Flames. You have to think with Shifley and Laine out, if they continue to be not be available for Winnipeg, that could rear its ugly head in the next game or in that series. Uh, but they rallied without two very important players uh, to get a win and even it up against the Calgary Flames. The Capitals, this is a round-robin game. We're taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's the first round-robin game for each of those teams. Really not a result you wanted to see from, from a Flyers standpoint um, because these teams, and Flyers included, are playing regular season rules, which means if they go into overtime, they still get a point. Uh, in the round-robin tournament, and they did exactly that. They went into overtime. Uh, Tampa Bay jumped out to a 2-0 lead, but two second-period goals from the Caps. Uh, got the game tied, went into overtime, and then the shootout. The only Washington player to score in the shootout was, guess who, T.J. Oshie. Nikita Kucherov and Braden Point each scored for the Lightning. 3-2 Lightning. They take the two points. The Caps will get just the one point. The Vegas Golden Knights, also another one of these round-robin games, but in the Western Conference, end up beating the Dallas Stars 5-3. The Stars were up in this game 3-1 to one at one point, but four third-period goals by the Golden Knights 
get them the 5-3 win. And the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, are able to come back and tie their series against the Montreal Canadiens with a score of 3-1. Carey Price was sensational again. 35 saves for Carey Price. Matt Murray, who Mike Sullivan decided to go back to in net, proved to be the right decision. 26 saves for Murray. Uh, But now you're in a best-of-three situation with that best-of-five playing around. Each team's got a game. So we'll see how that plays out. But certainly interesting with Carey Price clearly at the top of his game. Can he steal another one or the next one? Usually in these best-of-five series, in a tie-1-1 situation, the team that wins Game 3 is very likely going to win that round of the playoffs. So uh, very interesting scores and results around the National Hockey League, including what happened just the day before on Sunday when the Flyers opened up their round robin with a 4-1 win over the Boston Bruins. The goal scorers for the Flyers in that game, Michael Raffle, Nate Thompson, also Scott Lawton, and our next guest. Joining us right now here on Flyers Daily, it's defenseman Phil Myers. Phil, how you doing? Good, how are you? We're doing good, man. Uh, what did it feel like getting out there and playing a, a round-robin Stanley Cup playoff game as your first postseason experience? Yeah, I mean, um, I was a little bit nervous before the game. Once my first shift uh, went by, you know, it felt just like any other game. And, um, you know, I sort of got in the zone there. And, you know, I thought uh, me and Sandy were, were playing well and making some plays. So, uh it was just like any other game, and, uh, you know, it was uh, – I felt good out there. Uh, did you feel like it took you guys a little bit kind of get your legs under you in the game and, and, and get intensity up? Is that part of not playing in front of a crowd? Um, yeah, obviously, uh, we have to adapt. You know, there's no fans. Uh, you know, a little bit of less live energy in, in the building, but, you know, everybody's in the same position. So, it's, uh, I think it's been good. Um, I think all, all of our four lines have been playing really well, and, you know, our decor has been real steady here, and um, everybody's been chipping in. Hartsey's been solid for us. He's our backbone. He's, he's, he's been a brick wall back there, and, you know, he's, we, we have confidence in him, and, you know, we, we feel good going into games. So, it's uh, like I said, it's been good. Everybody's in the same position, and, you know, we just got to show up ready for the games, and, you know, we should be, have success here. Small sample size to ask you this about, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Uh, we're playing with no fans in the building and obviously all the noise that comes with fans. Is the bench a little more alive? Um, yeah, you know, I think we have to make a, a little bit more of an effort to, you know, bring the emotion into the game and, you know, just be into it a little more. And, you know, I think that's going to go a long way, uh, you know, help us out here in the playoffs. Um, you know, you're playing in the building and, you know, the, the, the seats are tarped off. You're in the building right now. You're watching a game, full disclosure to the people listening. But um, it, when yeah. you kind of look up during a stoppage of play, how weird is it? Because, you know, you've been playing at a high level for a long time. And before you, you, you know, played in the NHL, there's always people kind of in the stands or a crowd there. What, what is that like? Do you feel like you're almost playing in like a studio? Yeah, like, you know, at first it, it almost felt like a, a practice. But, it, you know, it's not. It's playoffs. And, you know, you have to just find a way to bring that intensity. And, um, you know, I think the boys have done a good job just to, you know, sort of adapt to the situation as best as possible. And um, like I said before, we're all in the same situation here. Every team's playing in front of no fans. So, um, you know, the team that, you know, shows up is, is going to win the game. So, it's, uh, yeah, you know, I think we've done a good job at that. And it, it's been good. 
Uh, Phil, uh, as a 23-year-old on the younger side uh, of the, you know, in the in your NHL career, you're early on in it, you know, your first playoffs, you played 71 NHL games. Um, does this almost like kind of the yeah. bubble life in the hotel and everything kind of take you back to tournaments as a kid and, and kind of bunkering up in the hotel with mini sticks in the hall and the whole thing? Uh, sort of, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's a little bit different than what we usually do here, but it's uh, – um, you know, it's been a great experience so far. You know, I think they've done a real good job, you know, to accommodate us and everything and, you know, make it as homey as possible. And um, it's been it's been real good. You know, um, I'm real comfortable at the hotel. We have a nice hotel and, uh, you know, everybody's got their own room, their own privacy and everything. So it's it's been good. And, uh, you know, um, no complaints here. As a young player, you don't get the, your own room, so that's that's an added bonus. Um, Phil, the, the, the pairing <laughs> yeah. with, with you and Travis um, has really come together really in the second half of this season. You guys complement each other incredibly well. I always kind of said – this is kind of the way I describe you two. I said, if just imagine that a gazelle could skate really well. Um, and you two are like two <laughs> gazelles that cover the 200 by 85 because of your ability to jump into place and still have the skating ability to get back and defend. Um, what is it about the pairing with, with you and Travis that just works so good? Yeah, you know, I think we bo- we've both been in the Flyers organization for five years. We played together in Allentown. We played together this year. Um, you know, I, I've gotten to know the guy real well. He's a great guy. Um, you know, I think we, like you said, we complement each other, each other on the ice. Um, you know, I think we just got that chemistry and, um, yeah, it's it's fun playing with them. We both make plays on the ice. We can skate. Whenever one guy jumps up, the other guy, you know, tries to be smart about it and stay back. You know, just stuff like that. We try to communicate good on the ice and, um, you know, yeah, we've reads. been clicking there. Yeah, uh, reads together. Yeah, they're really, yeah. Um, yeah, we just developed that chemistry, I guess, and it's been good. It's been fun. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to going through playoffs with him and, you know, just facing this thing head on. So it's been, it's been fun. It's been good. It's really good too. And you don't have to think about knowing where your partner is going to have you covered in those situations. Let me ask you about the goal yesterday because, uh, you know, Boston gets on the board, cuts the lead in half to two to one. And that's a point in the game. It's a really pivotal point where they can start dictating and, and try and get the game tied up. But you guys, and you in particular, you jump that play in the neutral zone and then you go in. And Phil, I've always known you had a really big, heavy, hard slap shot. I didn't know you had that snapshot in your in your tricks. I, I wasn't expecting that. I'm just going to tell you. And you just wired one over the blocker of Yarrow Halak. Uh, tell us how you saw that play break down and how it finished. Yeah, I mean, uh, there was a turnover there in the neutral zone. And, you know, I sort of had a good gap off that faceoff. And there's an opportunity to jump up with a two-on-one with Coots. And, you know, I had a little bit of room there so I could walk in and, you know, just rip one past them and um you know it's just basically saw an opportunity and I took it and you know I'm glad I could chip in there offensively but you look comfortable right away too you were bombing pucks right in the beginning of the game getting opportunities to get shots and get pucks to the net did you just feel comfortable right away yeah you know what I've um decided to take the shooting mentality here for the playoffs um simple hockey is you know the the way that I've had the most success in my career so far so um you know I've just been trying to get pucks on net here and um you know you don't score when you don't take shots so it's uh sort of my mentality right now and it's been good um you know I'm just gonna try and keep going that way take us into the room after the game um you guys weren't playing for your playoff lives just yet you're in the round robin playing for seeding 
Um, but to, to have that first foundational block upon your return with a 4-1 win over, over Boston, who's the number one seed, had to be big for you guys. Take us inside the room and, and kind of the, uh, the, you know, the mentality in that room after you guys got the win yesterday. Yeah, obviously it's huge. Um, the more wins we can get in the round robin, the better position that we're in, right? So the goal here is to get ready for playoffs ultimately, obviously. And, it's, uh, you know, if we treat every game – like a playoff game will be we're going to be more ready when playoff time comes around and it's uh you know that's sort of the mentality we have we're shooting every game like a playoff game and you know we're all mature enough and you know we've played hockey for a long time everybody knows that in our room and um you know the leaders are leading the way and you know as a young guy you're just uh you know trying to do the same and you know follow up just um. doing the right things and you know getting getting ready for the games and all that stuff there. Um, last question for you. Um, you know, you're in this situation and trying to play for higher seating. And Elaine Vino's talked about, you know, this is a situation where we got business at hand. I heard that from so many of you guys through the pause as well, that if we're coming back, we got a job to do. Um, and I asked a lot of people about Elaine Vino, but I want to ask you about Mike Yo. Uh, what's the effect of, of Yo's been for you and, and, and your development this year? Because um, you know, working with the D, he's a big part of that. So what's that experience been like working with Mike Yo? He's, he's been great. Um, you know, we talk a lot, communicate a lot. When I'm playing well, he doesn't really say much. You know, we just go over a couple things, um, you know, just a little details and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I think it's it's been real good. He's, he's shown a lot of confidence in me, and, you know, that just goes a long way in, into my confidence as well. So it's been good. Um, we do a lot of video, a lot of, you know, we practice a lot of simple things in practice. And, um, you know, I think he's done a great job with us young guys there. And it's uh, it's gone a long way. And, um, you know, it's been a blast working with him this year. Yeah, it's really uh, – you can see the camaraderie, not only that, but uh, everybody pulling on the rope in the same direction to use a stupid cliche. I just can't believe I just did that. But uh, it seems to be working, so we'll use it for this time. Hey, Phil, thanks for doing this, man. Best of luck coming up on Thursday and uh, uh, success here in the playoffs. We'll be watching. Everybody's getting really excited here back in Philadelphia. Enjoy bubble life, and we'll talk soon, man. Yeah, anytime. Thank you. The comfortability factor with Phil Myers and Travis Sanheim is so much fun to watch. And, it, you know, both of these players are really young. Both have been – and Phil talked about it. Both, both of them have known each other now for five years, been in the organization together all those years, have played at varying levels, including the Phantoms together, and really have great chemistry on the ice. And when you don't have to think where your partner is going to be, you know where he's going to be, especially if you – uh, jump into a play and activate offensively, knowing that other guy's going to read that you're activating offensively and to cover your position defensively. I think that's what makes these two so great and just such great skaters, great athletes. And uh, to have that as your number two D pairing is tremendous. And you look back at that game on Sunday, it's one of the, uh, the other big takeaways from the game is that both of those two defensemen played a lot of minutes against that top line of Bergeron, Marchand, and Pasternak, and they didn't look uh, they they dictated. They played great against that line and against the entire team that entire night, killing penalties. Uh, having this kind of depth at defense is, and they aren't depth players. They're a great pairing. So uh, it portends incredibly well for the future. And then combine that with Ivan Provorov and Matt Niskanen and the games that you got out of uh, Robert Haig and Justin Braun. And I mean, the fact that Shane Gostisbehere had a great camp, had a good preseason or exhibition season, I should say, whatever you want to call it. And uh, the fact that he's not in the lineup 
uh, just tells you how deep their defense really is. Mark Friedman, another one of those guys. Great thing to have. Uh, you cannot have too much NHL defensemen. Flyers have them in spades right now. Plus some more, a couple more guys still coming. Cam York still on the way. Uh, Igor Zamula, another defenseman in the pipeline. Tremendous job in the way this team is stacked from a defensive standpoint and uh, other areas as well. But great to have Phil Myers joining us on this episode of Flyers Daily, which is always is presented by Penn Medicine, the official health system of the Philadelphia Flyers and Wells Fargo Center. Supporting our Flyers, Penn Orthopedics creates the ideal care plan with treatment options fueled by our own world-renowned research, doing what once seemed impossible so you can too. Another reason why your life is worth Penn Medicine. Learn more at pennmedicine.org slash ortho and give them a follow on Twitter at Penn Medicine. After practice yesterday, Sean Couturier addressed the media, and here's what he had to say. Uh, you guys are now 6-for-6 six six on the pa- uh, the penalty kill uh, in Toronto in your rebound. You guys stopped the second-best power play uh, in the league yesterday. Uh, with Raffle now out, talk about what you guys are going to look for with the next man up mentality because of how many people there are on this team that can play on the penalty kill. There was eight guys that played on the penalty kill yesterday. Just talk about the depth and what you guys have seen with the improved penalty killing. Yeah, well, I think I think we have some depth this year on the penalty kill. Uh, we have a few rotations going all year. We've we've used a lot of guys uh, killing penalties, so guys are used to doing that, and it's just going to be another guy stepping up and, and getting the job done. Hey, hi, Sean. Um, Av said Joel Farabee's going to get back in the lineup on Thursday. How have you seen him grow during the season? How has he looked through both phases of training camp and Voorhees and up here in Toronto? Yeah, especially especially uh, coming back from from the, the quarantine there, he, he looks really good. Uh, it looks like he took a step forward, um, just the way he, he battles and he's involved with the puck uh, and without the puck. Um, I mean, he's he's had a good year last year. You know, it's it's tough. Uh, your rookie year, you have some ups and some downs, and uh, I think the important thing is just to kind of grow from it, learn from it, and. Um, he came back uh, prepared, and, and he's, he's looked good. So um, we're excited to have him in the lineup, and you know I think we're counting on him to, to make a difference down the road. Hey, Sean, when players like Derek and Nate come into the team in the middle of the season, uh, what, is the, what does the leadership group do to sort of uh, welcome them in, to, to kind of make it a little easier? What, what are some of the things that you guys do to make their lives a little easier as they come in the middle of the season? I think it's just making them feel comfortable. Um, you know, the sooner, the sooner they feel comfortable around us and they make themselves feel at home, it's, it's the better for, for themselves and the team. So um, that's probably the biggest thing is just to kind of make sure they fit in and, and just feel comfortable. Sean, uh, I asked the other guys this, but curious to hear your perspective. Uh, yesterday's game, uh, where do you think it fell in – the intensity spectrum if you're looking at like a preseason game a regular season game and a playoff game I think it definitely ramped up from from that exhibition game there was a little more emotions I'm sure I think I think once the the real playoffs get going it's going to be a lot more on the line Um, I mean not that we we didn't play hard but it was uh, you know Boston I felt they were you know they're they're a really good team they're hard on you um Felt they weren't maybe on their A game, so made it a little easier for us. But, um, you know, I think for us, it's just important to keep taking step forwards and, and, and making sure we're ready um, for playoffs and, and get our intensity at the highest level possible.
Yeah, Sean, uh, Michael Raffles, the kind of player who uh, kind of flies under the radar a little bit. How much will you guys uh, miss him? Yeah, I'm not sure how long it is or if, you know, might be back sooner than later. So um, I, I don't know what's what's the deal. Um, but he's uh, he's a great guy to be around. He's uh, he's he's loved in the in the dressing room and uh, we're going to miss him if, if it's for an extended period of time. But like I said earlier, there's there's some other guys just waiting to get an opportunity and um, we have some depth, so which is a good thing and we can use that. Hi, Sean. Uh, last season, it seemed like a goal against for you guys would sometimes linger or trickle into more goals against um, where things might unravel. But this year, it just seems like it's the exact opposite. What has made you guys so effective in responding so quickly? I think it's just, you know, trusting our team, having confidence in ourselves. Confidence is a huge part of the game. Sometimes when you're you're shaky and it happens a few times in a row or you kind of let some lead slip, can affect you mentally and but I think this year we're we're better in that area we're, we're stronger mentally and like you said we're we're responding a lot better and we just gotta keep doing that another one of those things the fact that the Flyers came out of that game against Boston with a 4-1 win and Couturier Giroux Voracek had an assist in the game but one point out of that line and you still got a 4-1 win boy is that that, that's great news when you don't have to rely on your top line night in and night out. You know that line had some good opportunities in the game, and they will get it going and end up on the score sheet more often than not. But even when they don't, you can still beat a team like Boston with a 4-1 score uh, and only one assist for Jake Voracek in that game. Tremendous stuff from the Philadelphia Flyers. That's going to put a wrap on this episode of Flyers Daily, presented by Penn Medicine, the official health system of the Philadelphia Flyers and Wells Fargo Center. And remember to check for Flyers Fix this afternoon. Special guest one-on-one conversation I had with Flyers coach Elaine Vino, and also with Flyers president and chairman Dave Scott. So check out so check that out later this afternoon. In the meantime, thanks for listening to Flyers Daily and we'll talk to you on tomorrow's episode.